this this is the formula, right? First, you do the toilet paper. Then you do the wipe. And then you do the toilet paper to take away any... Any transgressions. <laughs> Indeed. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Adrian, here with the main host, a man who throws rocks at night. People know them as shooting stars. I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. Today, we finish a series titled Of Man and Beast with an episode titled The Beast Within. That's right. Our scripture today comes from... The book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. Now, I had a couple of talking points because it's better. I mean, as much as as much as I sound like an idiot, I sound like an even bigger idiot when I don't have talking points. But the first one is just kind of a rehashing of the stuff that we were talking a lot, uh, a lot. We were talking about a lot in the uh, the earlier podcasts about three years ago. Yes. The English is hard. Um, And that is that as men, it is not our, uh, it is not a a preference, but rather our duty to use the strength that we've been given. And as men, we've been given more strength than women. Hopefully you figured that out. Hopefully you know, as a listener of this podcast, that there is a difference between men and women, that men and women are endowed with different abilities different gifts, different strengths. And as the ones who have more physical strength, we have an obligation to put that strength at the service of the beloved. So the beast within can only turn us into the gentleman that we are by harnessing that strength, kind of like a harness goes on a horse, to harness that strength and to be put at the service of the beloved. See, we don't say at the service of the weak, though, yes, that is true. We put it at the service of the beloved because hopefully you don't see the beloved as weak. Because one of the things that I've been teaching my 12-year-old daughter is that she needs to let Tommy, my 11-year-old boy, open doors for her. Not because she's weak, not because she can't do it herself, but because she is giving him permission to use that strength that maybe naturally, you know, it doesn't come natural for us to put it at the service of others. Rather, it comes natural for us to dominate. Um, But she's giving him permission to do what comes, what's not in his comfort zone. 
you know, to do what he needs to be reminded that he needs to do. And thus, her permission helps him to grow as a man, you know, as he is a gentleman in training, as I like to call it, whenever I'm teaching them these little lessons. You know, there is also the, uh, the opportunity to help a lady be a lady. And a lady shows restraint so that she can make others better. You know, and that's the thing about female beauty that, that I don't hear a lot of people talk about. You know, that a, a proper lady will bring out the gentleman out of the man. And someone who is a proper gentleman with those ladies that are not used to being treated like ladies should bring out the lady out of the lady, out of the woman. You know, and so there's that component that I that I really wanted to talk about. And I, I kind of want to get your input, Ramon. I was thinking when when you were when you were explaining what you do with Tommy, like letting letting him um open the door for, no. <clears throat> letting so ah, can't talk. The English. <laughs> um hard. when you you're telling Sophia to let Tommy open the doors for her. And that is a way that, that Tommy is upholding his sister's dignity. Like he's telling her how important she is. And I, I think that that's one of the components of being a gentleman, of using our, our physical strength to uphold somebody else's dignity, the dignity of the beloved. Yeah, but that, that's, one, that's one of the ways that we uphold somebody else's dignity. And it doesn't have to be just the lady because I do that at work for other men, you know? Yeah. I, just like, hey, good uh, good morning, sir, or good evening, sir. Like, or, hey, bro. And they're like, oh, cool, thanks. And it doesn't seem like much, but it plants a seed in people's mind that like, okay, this guy is not a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, he's a good partner. Jordan Peterson, um, I read this quote by him, and it's so awesome. Um, talking about the beast. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. Another one. A harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very dangerous man who has that under voluntary control. I don't care about tough guy stuff. I don't. I could care less about that. You know, beast mode and all that. I kind of say jokingly, and <laughs> you know, that's you know, it's cool. It's funny. Oh, the shirts, the posts. <laughs> yeah, but I, I it, it's so man. When I read this this quote, it just it made me realize how how big my responsibility is to to stay healthy, to be strong, physically, and emotionally. My uh. Let's just call her my better half. She really understands the the roles that we play in the relationship. And I thought she was just kind of being funny and exaggerating. But she's so great at, at spotting like stuff about me. And <laughs> this is so dumb, but but it's not really because um, she she calls me a psycho. And it's crazy because I've showed her nothing. But, you know, I've, I'm, I've been a gentleman with her. But then I asked her, like, why do you call me a psycho? And I'm not going to get, like, too deep into it because it's, like, very personal stuff. But she uh, she basically 
quoted this, you know, a good man is a very dangerous man who can control himself. And that's you. She's like, I've never seen you angry. And I don't want to see you angry. And it's just like, I've given you enough reasons to get angry at me, but you just, you're so good to me. But I know that you have this craziness to you. And when the time comes to use it, you will protect me. That was a big eye-opening moment to me because I already knew that I had to do all this stuff. And again, I don't care about, you know, tough guy stuff. I'm not a tough guy and I don't carry myself as a tough guy, but she let me know what my responsibility was in the relationship, even though I already knew it. But the fact that we don't, we never talked about it and she just recognized it from the get-go. It's a massive responsibility that, that, that we have as men Mm -hmm. to teach our young. I know I've been quoting the scripture, you know, for the past several, uh, um series about being strong and acting like men mm, yes you know it and man i i got so much going on but i don't know how to how to express it um but yeah dude be strong and act like men because the world needs it yeah and as you can as you can hear by 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 ramon's uh message the world knows it too so it's not just it's not just that we're putting it out there it's that it's being picked up you know and the beloved the ones who we have the uh the most responsibility to protect they know it too and i know that even from my since i was bringing up sophia um my 12 year old like she recognizes that and you know, spending time with them is really important. And I say that because I'm, I'm going to talk about a little character in one of the, in a series that we watch, we binge watched uh, this series called Avatar, The Last Airbender, the cartoon from Nickelodeon. <laughs> Dang, big commercial here, right? But it's old. So um, so if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. Um, but there's this one character in that series, just to cut the story short, who, um, his name is Uncle Iroh. And... I'm not going to give the backstory or anything, but his his character is a trip because he's a fat, jolly, older, military retired man who is always drinking tea and eating. And at first he just seems like a glutton and he cracks jokes and he has like these little uh, proverbs that he tells all the time. But another thing that doesn't come out is that he's a freaking beast. You know, we just hear about who he was. You know, he, he seems like a has-been. But then afterwards, there is a moment when he actually uses his strength to break free from a prison. And and they're like, he was an animal, like he was a beast and whatnot. And the funny thing is that my my 12-year-old kind of without she kind of she kind of hinted towards the fact that that I remind her of that character because I'm always cracking jokes. I'm always like. I'm cooking and I'm doing stuff and I don't let on that there's a beast within. And, you know, when the beloved recognizes that, not only is it a, a compliment to the umph degree, it's, it's saying, I trust you. It's saying, I'm putting my trust, I'm putting my safety, I'm putting my heart in your hands. And this is how I see you. 
And that's why when you say that that's a big responsibility, I'm like, that is indeed the biggest responsibility outside of our leading them to heaven. You know, because we also have that physical reality and we know that others know. We know that the people who are closest to us know about this. And I just remembered what what you reminded me of, you know, when you were saying that thing about about upholding the other's dignity. Women can have like a really amazing way of having you compliment them. I don't know. I, I call it fishing, fishing for compliments. You know, when when they mention something and the reason why they mentioned that something is because either they just did their nails they just uh, did their hair or their lashes or whatever. And when they point to it or when, when they point to something, they're showing you their nails when they blink a lot. Um, it could be that they're lying or it could be that they're showing off their lashes or, or when they move their head in such a way that it just moves their hair to the back of their shoulders, like that kind of stuff. You know, it's like they're fishing for compliments, but also through their other actions, they can bring out the gentleman in us. You know, when they stop before a door, that kind of stuff brings out the best in us. And once again, just to circle back, circle back, sound like the White House. But coming back to the idea of women being able to bring out the best in us because not because they can't do it themselves, not because they can't look in the mirror and be like, hey, I look good, but because it kind of is our duty and it doesn't come that natural sometimes to say, Hey, you look amazing. Like what did you do? Um, or to open the door, you know, sometimes we need to be snapped out of it. And so we help each other in that sense. You know, I don't know what we've done to show this, but for some reason or another, my kids feel safe when I'm around. My wife feels safe when I'm around. I don't know what, what, what anyone's done, but if anyone's recognized that in you, that means that they know who you are and they know that you know your mission in this life. So moving on really quick to the second, the second talking point that I had was, uh, and, I, and I'm trying to look for it, but there we go. Okay. The second point that I had was man's instinct and man's logic. Now, speaking of the beast within, like we have certain instincts and we haven't talked about our, our friend, the Frank Fryer for a while. And like, even though I always have him present because I listen to his podcast, they're like the best five minute retreats. You know, if you only have about five minutes to spare in your day, listen to his podcast. And it kind of, it's a quick little pick me up. It's something that makes you think. But I was going through Instagram and I didn't want to be the only one. I didn't want you to be the only one bringing up Instagram on the podcast, Ramon. So, uh, so I was looking at the posts at the, uh, at the stories. I don't, I don't oftentimes look at stories. But this time I did, and I saw, and I should have saved it. I should have totally saved it. He asked something to the effect of, why should we be more ashamed to cry? No, no, no. What should we be more ashamed of, to cry in public or to laugh in public? And I started thinking, I'm like, dude, like that's that's deep right there. And that has to do something with the series that we're currently covering. Why? Because there's man's, there's man's, uh, Speaking of man and beast, like we, we have instinct, you know, that's our beast side, but we also have logic and kind of like I was mentioning in the last episode, um, man is logical and a beast or the dog is reactive, you know, and this is the reason why, why I guess, uh, I guess the writer of that, of, of what inspired, um, 
Father Nick to to put that on his account on his story. It's probably what, what he was getting at. You know, he it, it was at the root of this that why he was asking which one should we be more ashamed of of displaying in public, and I mean that is that assumes that we are ashamed. But if we if we're being the logical men that we that we are, then we know who to do that in front of. Laughter. I'll laugh at a fart joke. I'll laugh at someone getting a football thrown at their groin. You know, like that's that's funny stuff to me. But with crying, though, I first of all, it's hard for me to cry as it is. Like it's a it's a I don't know if it's genetics or what, but like the Garcia men for some reason or another, we swell up with tears, but they don't come out like it's it's kind of embarrassing sometimes. Um, But yeah, we don't cry. Yeah, it is. It is what it is, you know, and. But let's say, but let's say we do cry. We're always kind of aware of who we do it in front of. Why? Because instinctually, a man who's crying is not capable of leading at that time. And the instinct, the beast within reacts. You know, and the reaction to that is we lead. It's nothing personal. It's just that as, a, as you know, quoting Caesar Milan, in the animal world, it's okay to be dominated. In the animal world, it's okay to not be the alpha. You know, someone has to be the alpha, and it's okay not to be it. <clears throat> it's okay to be the, the dominated one. And so that in our irrational but just instinctual mind kicks in. But since we are also logical beings, we see that as dangerous because, well, you know what? Let me just, let me just read what I wrote down. It says, as members of the natural world, there are biological reasons why we should be, quote unquote, unquote, more ashamed to weep than laugh before company. Instinctively, the person watching a person weeping cannot perceive him as one who can lead. Only one who is calm and dominant has to step in at that point. As higher beings, because scripturally and philosophically speaking, we are, we can understand these moments of perceived weakness as either marks of our humanity you know, where we can be relatable to other people or opportunities to manipulate. And that's why we should be very careful, right? We must know who we allow into these vulnerable moments of our life, of which weeping is the most dangerous one. That's that's how I replied. I really thought this one out. I was like really proud of myself because I'm like, dude, like it's the Frank Fryer I'm talking to. Like I have to have to be on my A game philosophically speaking, you know, that, yeah, we we cry, we laugh. Laughter is not that dangerous. But it does let someone into a vulnerable place of our of our being, because if we laugh at the wrong joke, people may see us differently. I'm not ashamed of people seeing me as immature because I have enough moments where I show that, oh, this guy is kind of intelligent. Um, But when it comes to weeping, that's a dangerous one. Because then you're most vulnerable. One thing is like someone just ran over your kid on the street and you're crying like no one would shame you for that. But with other things, you got to be careful because you don't know who's watching. But if you do know who's watching, then you know how to control yourself a little bit more. I really want to get your thoughts on this one. I guess that's where stoicism kicks in, huh? Mm -hmm. Where where I, I feel like like nowadays it's getting you know like people say oh like you know the world is so bad and blah 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 people complaining 
but I feel like it's actually getting better um, because we're, we're being forced into to, to act like men. I don't yeah. know. At least the circle of, of men that I surround myself with, like lately, like I've, I've noticed that these newer generations are stepping up. And like, I'm part of, yeah, you know, like the, the, I'm a millennial and we have a bad reputation, but mm-hmm. the millennials that, you know, that have their head screwed on correctly, like we're, we're freaking making a difference. And the generation um, after us too, what is it, Gen Y or whatever? The, Gen I don't Z. even care. Gen Z. But just, yeah. But it's like all these generations, like the newer people, like, Man, I'm going to talk about our cousin. Okay. Uh, out of respect, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's like one of the youngest ones. And I think he's 17 now, but well, I remember talking to him like last year and he's such a good kid. He has really good grades. He has a job and he's already thinking about college and his career and what he wants to do. And he started asking me about my, my job. And then he he said that he's really interested in working, you know, the the highway patrol. And then he started giving me his reasons of why he wants to work the highway patrol. And then I asked him, like, come on, man, like, be real. Like, why do you want to do this? And he said, I'm I'm being very serious. Like, I actually want to make a difference in in people's lives because there's so much bad stuff going on. I want I want to do my part to to make the world a better place and you can do that in any job but but i can see this determination in his in his uh in his eyes because he was staring right at my pupils like like this is what i was born to do this is my mission as a young catholic uh man and he's laying us very strong foundation and it's so good to see men stepping up Especially him, you know, because that's my blood. That's our blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think you have an idea who I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's your your uh, your godson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's so good. I forgot where I was going with with all this, but but stoicism, you know. And and I see this mm-hmm. in in this young man. Like he's very he's very kind, but he has this like really determined look in his face and so does his brother but but him more like he's just more like i see him more of a beast you know yeah um and you know all that to say this as men you know to your point about not crying we don't show any fear and we don't show any pain because too many important people are counting on us on our strength chaos is contagious yeah, so is calm. Mm. Calm is also contagious. And that's our responsibility. That's our duty. That's our calling as men. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferro. Ferro. Aquitur. The English is hard.